Welcome back to Radio DePaul. I'm Finnegan Chu. And I'm Oscar Westbridge. And you're listening to Internet Explorers, a weekly half-hour show that follows Oscar and I as we navigate through the depths of the internet. This week, we're going to be talking about hypebeasts. Oscar, do you know what a hypebeast is? In an abstract sense, I guess. Like, I think... If I see somebody while I'm walking down the street, I can, like, look at them and be like, oh, uh, classic hype beast. But if you were to ask me to say, like, draw a picture or define hype beast, I don't know if I could. Well, good thing I have a few definitions here for you right now. So according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a hype beast is generally refers to a person who is devoted to acquiring fashionable items, especially clothing and shoes. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think that really does the term or the culture justice. It's so brief. I love, like, I just want to personally say I love when, um, like, modern slang gets put into, like, Dictionary.com or Merriam-Webster because it becomes so formal. Like, uh, devoted to acquiring fashionable items is such a funny way to describe somebody who, like, wants to buy the new Yeezys. <laughs> um, I think another really funny one that recently happened, just a tangent, is, like, I think Stan is now officially in the dictionary, uh, which is amazing. And I think, yeah, a- exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I-, I agree that it's not a great definition. Do you have another one for me? Yes, I do. But first, I think I should probably preface this by giving a disclaimer I am in no way, or we are in no way, um, I, I guess, hating on hypebeast culture. This is merely informational and just diving more into the culture because I am not the authority to judge on anyone's looks or how they choose to present themselves. Actually, you know, maybe for like the sake of vulnerability so that, you know, we're not in a high tower, maybe like you could describe my personal fashion aesthetic off the top. No. All right. Maybe I will. I want to say that I personally recognize that I kind of dress like an e-boy slash like, I don't know, just not super inspired with my fashion choices. For most of my life, I was like very much a T-shirt and jeans guy. Uh, Back in middle school, I had um, my name's Oscar and I had five Oscar the Grouch T-shirts uh, and I would wear one every single day to school. Uh, and I also had an Oscar the Grouch, like, snapback that I would wear with it. Um, and I had Oscar the Grouch fingerless gloves. So I looked kind of like Ash Ketchum, except only Oscar the Grouch-based. So I'm in no position to judge anyone's fashion choices. And you still have an Oscar the Grouch t-shirt. That's true. Um, I, I'm down to my last one. Honestly, it's getting a little stained, so it's, like, been reverted to a nightshirt. But I do miss it sometimes. That's fair. So if you if you see me on campus and I'm rocking the Oscar shirt, just like don't look too closely at it. It's probably doing laundry. Either that or, or ask how you're doing if you have an okay day. <laughs> That's fair. Generally just ask me how I'm doing. But anyways, yes, I am not in a position to judge anyone aesthetically. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This comes from love. So going going back to what you were asking earlier, yes, I do have more definitions for you. So in starting my initial I, I guess Google search when starting to research this topic. I I researched hypebeast culture itself. And so I found an article, I think, on The Calm, um, which I think is a magazine website that says, in pop culture, quote-unquote, hypebeast is a derogatory term used to describe an individual who collects luxury apparel, shoes, and uh, accessories to increase their status. Hypebeast culture is a subgenre of streetwear culture, a clothing style that emerged from Californian surf and skateboard lifestyle. So, I mean, from that, you can already tell that it's a lifestyle. But honestly, when you look at 
hype beast right now. Do, do you think, you know, like Californian surf and skateboard lifestyle? You know, I, I don't. Um, I do know that like skateboarders are very particular about who is allowed to wear like skate brands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I have. I, like, have seen people's Snapchat stories getting mad at people for wearing, like, Thrasher tees. Uh, I think it's a big one. So I'm not... I'm not surprised that it was derived from from skateboarding, but I do think you're right that it's it's almost so far removed that I no longer really tie, like, streetwear and surf culture together as closely as, I guess, maybe it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... I'm actually a little bit of a skater myself. Uh, I got a longboard I ride around the town sometimes. And, you know, I definitely uh, do not consider myself a hype beast. I kind of dress like a goth kid from like a Nickelodeon, like after school special when I skate. So I'm not I guess that's my association with how I wear when I skate. (laughs) Finnegan's laughing at me. It's rude. I appreciate you roasting yourself in, in this. I wasn't expecting this. So. This makes me feel a little better about this. Um, but I do have an, another actual definition from Urban Dictionary from, for you, and I think it does it more justice um, in terms of what we think of and what we see as hype beasts. So according to Urban Dictionary, a hype beast is slang for someone who is a beast. Great. Obsessed, in parentheses. <laughs> about the hype in fashion, in parentheses. Great. <laughs> and we'll do whatever it takes to obtain that desired hype. Mm. The term is meant to be derogatory by ridiculing of such with a lack of style. Hyped-up brands sell their products for a price more than the average clothing company and can be seen resold along the internet for a price much greater than retail due to the fact that it is either exclusive or somewhat limited. Yes, even when it was worn. And I think there there's a huge section of this that's still a definition, but I think... The last part of it still seems important for the context of this. To clarify, not all, all people who wear brands above that are considered hypebeast brands are hypebeasts, with some exception of, exception, of course. People do actually enjoy wearing items from these brands for the sake of the item itself and actually put forward effort into wearing a good outfit rather than having logos with god-awful mismatches. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really important, actually, because I like, I think streetwear is cool. Like, yeah. I don't, uh, I lack the taste to pull it off, but, like, when I see somebody rocking, like, filas and, like, a nice, tasteful sweater while I'm at, like, the zoo... I usually, by the way, funny story about Fila, speaking of like good brands, I legitimately was with a friend and I saw somebody wearing a Fila's and I go, oh, this, what is, what is Filk? What is Filk? Because it looks like a Q. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that shows where I'm at. But yeah, I think like streetwear is cool. I love the way streetwear looks. So I think it's, it's right then when it just becomes more about like logos and brands than it does about mm-hmm. like cohesive outfits is definitely where like I draw the hype beast line. Okay. Well, then, I guess, going into it, kind of, what what are some of the brands that you see as these quote-unquote hype beast brands? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, one, I I I think, like, Yeezy is always a huge one for me. Like, somebody, somebody with the Yeezys. Because uh, those are such an iconic shoe, too. Yeah. Like, they look kind of weird, but awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Yeezy, I think Supreme as like Obviously, like yeah. the OG uh, a hype based brand. I think I think Jordans too, uh, like like Air Jordan mm-hmm. sneakers mm-hmm. Uh, were were a big one. Um, 
a lot of times like also like merch for like popular rappers like travis scott's merch i think is like you mm-hmm. know like somehow the mcdonald's travis scott burger oh. is like a hype beast burger of sorts you know what i mean <laughs> you know what we're here for <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i i i just learned what's on that by the way i thought it was like a burger with like cool travis scott packaging it's actually just like a normal burger with like bacon yeah. on it right yeah it's a whole meal oh okay okay that's cool. But anyway, yeah. we, we digress. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> Supreme, Jordans, and, like, uh, like yeah, Travis Scott merch. Uh, like, Astroworld sweatshirts, I think is what I think of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's pretty much the right idea of it. I mean, general ones that you would see are Supreme, Balenciaga, Gucci. Um, you'll see a bunch of people wearing Louis Vuitton stuff, even if it's still ugly. And <laughs> Louis Vuitton logo all over it. I mean, it, it's a thing. And it turns, I feel like a lot of the, the products, especially the quote limited edition ones, take pretty much the brand and they turn it into a print for the clothing item, mm. which makes it its own style, I guess. It, it's kind of, it's weird. I Yeah. Um, but anyway, going into more of how this relates to the internet, the internet culture behind it. Um, oh yeah, that is what our show is about (laughs) online. Um, I had found this one article that was on the actual Hypebeast website and it was titled, you know, how forms pave the way for streetwear is nostalgia the key to the culture's longevity, right? Mm -hmm. And so kind of doing some further research into it, I found out that, Basically, the hypebeast culture started on online forums. Mm-hmm. It, it started by kind of like sharing, um, I guess, your outfits socially. Oh, a little online. like like outfit of the day, yeah, like feel, yeah. feeling cute. Might delete this. Yeah, like, exactly. what do y'all think? That's cute. I love that. But I think what what's important. I think the first um, pinned post on this article um, is from Matt Peng. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he was an administrator on this, and he said, somewhere between the intersection of word of mouth, face-to-face interactions, and instant social media gratification existed forums, the now ex- extinct mode of communication for streetwear enthusiasts. The perfect vehicle for communication and community building peaked in the early 2000s as the internet was still free from the grasp of Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, and Snapchat. Even the etymology of Hypebeast was birthed in forums, as the term was first used on uh, this website, Nike Talk, before becoming the platform we know now. Um, And so I think it's important to emphasize that, I guess, this was a culture bred on the internet, and I guess now that forums are kind of this, quote, extinct uh, form of communication, it still utilizes the internet. It's a very internet-based, I guess, clothing consumer culture, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm on Nike Talk right now because it's still around. Oh, this is apparently like an early early forum. Uh, it says it's been around since 1999, and like yeah, there's still people like posting here daily. Like, um, kind of like uh, I think the funniest one for me or the most interesting is like price slash fake checks, which is basically just a bunch of like people asking like, hey, am I paying a good price for this? Did I just spend like eight hundred dollars on a fake shoe? Uh-huh. And I think it's really cool. Like in terms of, like, streetwear culture and hypebeast culture, like, how meticulous, like, enthusiasts are about, like, whether or not something's fake. Like, they'll know mm-hmm. down to, like, oh, these sneakers have the wrong number of, like, aglets 
Wait, are aglets the holes or the, the things that... No, those t- are the things on the end. What are the name of the holes? And that you holes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this, 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 this Converse off-white collab has seven holes and I just bought one with nine. I don't know if there would ever be an odd number of holes, but whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, so I think the meticulous nature of like enthusiasts is really cool to see. But yeah. Well, and, and to go further into that, I mean, the online culture of it now is very much the online, I guess, trading, selling, reselling, especially reselling culture of it, because that's kind of the whole point is people will buy these things regardless of the price, how high the price is, um, in order to achieve said hype. I mean, you were, you were telling me about what was the kid earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so this is, um, I think the... The funny thing about this story is that he's only slightly older than us. So I do think I was like 14 and I read this story and I was like, oh, like maybe I could do this to make a lot of money. Uh, So uh, the man we're talking about is uh, Benjamin K. His real last name is Kapulchnik. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, But he goes by Benji Kicks or Benjamin Kicks with a Z at the end of it. and basically, like, he has made millions of dollars reselling sneakers from, like, limited drops to rappers uh, and influencers. And so, basically, his story, I found him on Business Insider, which is really funny because now I'm imagining, like, 30-year-old, like, businessmen, like, trying to, like, reading this and they're, like, down, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, oh, oh, the kids, they like sneakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, he got into sneakers at 13, uh, which is crazy because I was still into Pokemon at 13. So, like, he's... Yeah, our, no shame. That's no fair. Shame. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, I'm still into Pokemon. Let's be real. Uh, they're very cute. Uh, so, yeah, he got into sneakers at 13, but he started reselling them at 15. Uh, and so what, what happened is he his mom purchased him uh, the LeBron 9 Galaxies, uh, and he was like, and I'm quoting him on this, oh, this is the wave, is what he'd said. Uh, and, and so he just started buying shoes, uh, and his, uh, he, he mentions that his dad thought he was crazy, but then he resold them for $1,000. Oh and so his dad was like, oh, you found someone as dumb as you, is what his father said, uh, which is kind of rough. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, he just started reselling shoes. And eventually he got into touch with DJ Khaled, as you know, everybody in Hollywood does eventually. Uh, and DJ Khaled like started buying sneakers from him. And then suddenly he's like talking to P. Diddy in French Montana. And then like there's videos now of him like next to Drake and like partying with Drake. Um, like he's selling to like Migos Drake, future Lil Wayne, like which is crazy that this like 15 year old kid started this business and is now making millions of dollars. But um, like I think he is like an extreme example within the hype beast culture of just like reselling like shoes from limited drops. Uh, Cause when we're talking about like websites online that are important to the culture, like StockX is a huge one, uh, which sounds like it would be uh, stock trading on the stock market, which it almost is, but instead it's uh, like, it's shoes, it's collectibles, it's like brands like Bathing Ape, it's mm-hmm. brands like Fila, it's brands like Supreme, it's brands like um, Champion, like people get them, keep them, don't wear them, like you're very strange about not taking them out of the package and they'll resell them for like twice the price. So yeah. Well, then I think based off of that, it's very important to emphasize that it's not just, I guess, the streetwear 
for some people, but it's really the lifestyle for some people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I've seen, like, pictures of people outside the Supreme store, like, the day before a new collection comes out, like, camped out fully. Like, some people will, like, you can pay them to stand in line for you, uh, which is crazy to me. But I guess, like, yeah, if you're, if, if you define how you feel about yourself and how you look based on having these limited like edition clothing items. And yeah, I guess it is worth it to you to wait outside. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, I think in saying that it's really interesting that a culture built around kind of having the money to follow said hype. You, I think everyone can benefit from it, especially from what you were saying. You can pay people to stand, stand in line and those people can make money off of it. And then, obviously, that one kid that you were just talking about, he can make money off of it from reselling, even if he's not necessarily a part of that culture. Um, so I, I think just in doing a lot of research of this, I, I found that it's a very interesting intersection between the kind of social gratification of having things that someone else doesn't and you know consumer culture on top of this constant search for novelty that humans find, especially around the fact that these are consistent limited edition drops that people will just buy for the sake of them being limited edition, no matter how, you know, I don't want to say useless because... Well, okay, <laughs> full disclosure, some some hype beast drops are useless. Like, okay, yeah. Like, I don't know who got the Supreme Brick. I don't know what they are going to do with the brick. It's literally just like a clay brick with Supreme on the front of it. How much was it? Uh, oh, one sec. Let me look it up. Because I know I was looking at it earlier today and it's reselling for $1,000. Uh, oh, it's not as much as I thought it would be. Uh, Supreme brick, original cost. It was... Okay, so it was originally $30. Okay. But now it costs $1,000 on eBay. So, like, I don't know what the markup on that is, but it's a lot of money. It's too much math to think about right now, but that's way too much to mark it up anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Or, like, there's other stuff. Like, there's a Supreme Fire Axe you can buy, which, like... A a what? Like, you know, like, the... You know the axe that, like, firemen use to, uh, uh, like, break into burning homes? Oh, it's a hat. Sorry. There's a Supreme fire extinguisher, I'm misremembering, but there is also, yeah, a Supreme, uh... Oh, wow. Hatchet? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is $160 for, like, a small hatchet, which is weird. I mean, that that sounds like good self-defense to have in the house, right? Yeah. I I would, if I spent $160 on a hatchet... And, like, I wanted to defend myself, I would be like, oh, no, they're going to steal my hatchet as well, which is worth a lot of money. I'd have to get, like, a smaller, less expensive hatchet to defend the first hatchet. That's the eternal struggle of being a hype beast. You have to put just, the brand first. You have to keep buying it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm defending the hatchet from the intruder. Oh, my gosh. Um, Not a tangent I was expecting to go on, <laughs> Well, if you want one, uh, you can get one for 150 on eBay now, or $200. It really depends. But yeah. yeah, I mean, your birthday's coming up, so maybe I could think no, about... No, no. You don't want a Supreme Hatchet? No. Uh, I don't think that would be efficient. That's... <laughs> what? But I think that's also part of the hype beast culture. It, it just... The purpose of it, it doesn't matter if it's a good quality item. It's just the brand, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, I think also, like, we're making light of, like, Supreme specifically will do these, like, really outlandish, like, 
items like uh, Supreme bolt cutters or a Supreme <laughs> shovel or now uh, Supreme motorbike. Uh, Don't forget the money gun. Yeah. Oh, the money gun's iconic. The Supreme nunchucks. <laughs> I didn't even know you could like just buy nunchucks, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, well, I've said how I wanted nunchucks, remember? Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's what I'll get. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also Supreme matches, which is like 20 bucks for a matchbook. So like five matches like four dollars for a match like per match yeah again we digress yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's sorry sometimes i do just like to look at like supreme drops and think oh man that would be kind of wish that were me yeah 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 yeah. like i would like i would love to have like a supreme hoodie i don't know if i would ever wear it but like they i think that's like a cute i think it's cute i think it's a cute brand I, i don't think it looks bad I think it looks bad when that's all you see is Supreme. Right? That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Or like a Supreme with a like a Gucci uh, fanny pack, like mm-hmm, wrapped around. Mm-hmm. Returning to like our discussion of consumer culture, though, like because I think that is a huge part, and I think you've identified that like having something that nobody else does is a huge part of it. Yeah. I think I wonder like how accessible do you feel like hype beast culture is to like everybody as a result of how much money and how limited things are well i don't think i i don't want to say it's a no Hmm. i think it's not very accessible and i think that is one of the reasons why a lot of people kind of make fun of this hype beast culture because one of the more negative connotations that comes with it is the fact that you you didn't buy the stuff with your own earned money. You mm-hmm. bought it with mommy and daddy's money, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think returning back to, like, Benjamin Kicks with yeah. a Z, like, yeah, like he said, he, he got into sneakers at 13 when his mom bought him these sneakers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not even as if you're, like, working hard to earn these things. You're specifically mm-hmm. buying it. You're just, you're, you're getting into it because it's, yeah. There's a certain level of accessibility that comes with being at a certain, I guess, class level, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, and like, so I actually, I almost, like, I worry sometimes with, like, hype beast culture specifically because, like, I feel like when we were growing up, it was, like, being, like, dressing cool was definitely a big thing but like what were the what were the what, how did you dress cool when we were like in middle school slash high school i mean i can only the only thing that i really can think of was more in elementary school when the peace sign trend was a huge thing oh i i completely i okay i elementary school was still during the five oscar the grouch t-shirts phase gotcha. of my life so okay. i wasn't really clued in on fashion but i mean neither was i <laughs> we're um i might be like aging myself here it was uh was it like the Life is Good t-shirts? Those were popular, right? Yeah, those were popular. That's those are not the... my really brand of <laughs> style, but yes, I, I can definitely attest that those were popular. I feel like every kid that went to like summer camp in any of my classes at all like exactly. would come back with like six Life is Good t-shirts. Uh, was the vibe. But like those, for the most part, like those aren't... Those aren't unattainable. Those aren't based in the fact that you have them and someone else doesn't, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, even, like, I think I, I mentioned this earlier today, like, silly bands. Yeah. Like, silly... That, that feels closer to what we're talking about. Yeah, like, silly bands were attainable, and, like, you could you could get those. You could trade them with your friends. Whereas, like, if, if my kid were to buy, or I were to get my kid, like, $1,000 Jordans, and then they were to trade them with another kid, or even, like... Just the fact that they had these expensive shoes that they were like might mess up. Like it feels like a 
the precedent for dressing cool, mm-hmm. especially for younger kids now, is way higher as a result of hype-based culture. Well, and I think, again, circling back to the internet, it's because of the internet and these influencers. I mean, uh, some of the biggest hype, I guess, hype beast influencers are like Kanye West, like you were saying earlier, or Travis Scott, or Rice Gum or on right. YouTube. Um, I, well, yeah, I, you cannot talk about hype culture without talking about Rice Gum. Yeah, you're right. Uh, who is a YouTuber, if you're unaware, uh, who, is, who popularized himself for doing like diss tracks of other YouTubers. But uh, regardless of him as a person, I just think like all of his music videos are usually about him like wearing a supreme hoodie like with a supreme money gun mm-hmm. like rocking like balenciaga like sneakers and stuff like that or jake the paul brothers i think were mm-hmm. other huge like members yeah. of the hype wave and and their breed of of streetwear was definitely grounded in like i have it you don't mm-hmm. if you want it you have to like follow me and either that or you have to have the money to do it yeah exactly exactly and so yeah like if i wanted to get into streetwear tomorrow like I don't even know where I would be able to start because, like, it's just so... The, the price of entry yeah. is, is very, very high. Mm-hmm. And I think with the, the fact of the matter of kids being... I mean, I don't want to say kids, but a lot of younger people being constantly influenced by the Internet and people who are influencing on the Internet around them, it it will provide for this culture that is, I guess... Uh, what am I looking for? kind of centered around consumerism. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. It's it's very much, like, I think, looping back to the discussion of, like, how this stemmed from streetwear and mm-hmm. skate culture, my understanding of skate culture has always been, like, it's about embracing individuality. Like, when you're a skateboarder, you have your, like, own custom deck that, like, looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. You, like have your own style that you might do. I just found out about a guy yesterday who skates exclusively in Timberland boots, uh, which is amazing to me. Are you sure that wasn't you? Uh, I'd, having done it before and failed, <laughs> I have a deep respect for him now. Uh, I forget what his name is, but he's an Atlanta skater. Everybody look him up. But anyways, like skating was about uniqueness and it was about these niche shops and like Supreme was a niche store. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, it, it wasn't always this super popular brand. And so it's interesting that out of that, that culture that was so about individuality. We've now got hype beast culture, which mm-hmm. is about having the right brands that everyone else has and like rocking the same fits as like your favorite mm-hmm. influencer or rapper. And so like, it's less about telling the story of, of who you are and more about making sure you look like a lot of other people. So basically people taking capitalism in order to commodify uniqueness and nicheness, right? Yeah. I think that's, that's a great way to put it too. It's like the, and the fact that everything comes in a limited run like really emphasizes like, oh, you are unique for buying this. You're mm-hmm. not a unique person, but you have this and nobody else does. And so I think that's like when people use hype beast derogatorily, it's because it's like, yeah, you are in, you're falling into that like pit of like capitalism. And that's, kind of, that's kind of scary to think about, especially when a lot of people who are younger who are seeing this will... Uh, I guess, follow on to that, and it just continues to be a cycle, right? Yeah, and I think, like, when we talk about... I I think it's interesting that, like, this sort of wave came, like... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like Macklemore Thrift Shop was, like, a huge, like... Yeah. It pushed people into thrift shops. And I feel Mm -hmm. like thrifting culture is all about, like, it's that same, like, find something unique. Oh, yeah. But there's no real cost to entry because everything's cheap. Mm -hmm. Like, well, everything's, like, usually lower cost because it's pre-worn, 
And I think it's like a much more positive embodiment of that, like, oh, I found this thing that's unique to me by putting in this work and this effort. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, anybody, not anybody, but, like, if you really wanted to, you could wait outside of the Supreme store for seven hours straight and, like, blow three paychecks worth of money, like... But why would you want to? Exactly. It's to, it's to, it's like, it's because you, you, I guess you grew up with that being your expectation. Wow. That's a little scary to think about. Yeah. But once again, like, honestly, if like, I think just reiterating the point, I think as we wrap up, like, if you like these brands that are streetwear, like streetwear looks awesome to me. Like I love people who can rock like a, like a streetwear fit. Uh, I've been watching a lot of longboard dancing videos and that's like huge. Like everybody looks so cool in those. And like, and like that makes you happy. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's when it becomes the only thing about fashion is the brands rather than actually making you feel good about how you look is when it becomes kind of more consumerism and less of like an art form. Yeah. Well, then in that case, you know what? If you're a hype beast, you do you. I respect it. That's a good way. This is, yeah, yeah. This is our inaugural episode. I feel like maybe just as we, like, talk about all these communities, like, yeah, if you do this thing, we respect it. That's great. That's cool. Live your life. And, like, I'm glad that we kind of, like, dove into this community for a minute because I've never really, like, explored hype beast culture on an intellectual level mm-hmm. so like thank you finnegan for bringing this to no the table problem. this week uh what are we going to be talking about next week uh tune in next week to hear us talk about asmr um which is going to be great uh full disclosure as we are about to wrap up i want to open the episode no. by doing asmr no. finn does not <laughs> we have a week to figure out if I'm going to get to do it or not. So I'm going to start, you know, like, you know, just dropping little hints here and there. Uh, but once again, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been Oscar Westbridge. I'm Finnegan Chu. And this has been DePaul Radio. And we will go ahead and see y'all next week. Thank you so much for joining in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.